Hello and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast. What the hell was that? That was Dumbledore saying to another year of Hogwarts. Oh. Yeah. Welcome to the okay. Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today. Alongside me, I have Shay. Hey. hey. And Anthony. Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing this week? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a, little, I'm a little tired right now. I won't lie. Yeah. But I'm here because the Movie Podcast is the only thing I bleed. Okay. So I, I have you to bleed. Show. I digital code podcast i'm a interesting virus oh all right cool man okay <laughs> anthony follow that uh, <laughs> intro yeah i'm now. doing well i'm not a virus no uh, oh yeah you're a disease <laughs> you're a fucking and, and i'm the cure <laughs> how's the week been okay yeah it's been well it's been, it's been an well. interesting it's been tired I'm, I'm actually a little oh tired. you were copying me huh <laughs> you're tired this, this guy was doing jumping jacks five minutes ago wow and now he's like oh no i am also of the tired variety <laughs> okay well we're recording earlier than normal today so we're recording in the morning instead of the evening we've been recording in the mornings like the past few mornings though last one was in the morning except for the last one but, like, <laughs> but like last yeah, couple like okay but okay that's yeah. fine all right fine you yeah. caught, they don't you know me, okay? they don't know when we record that's yeah. true they, now they, you don't just, they can't they, see the sun in our they eyes think right it's now. live right now it's, to be it's honest true. with you um as always you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday across all your favorite podcast services and platforms if you want to be part of the show you can by writing in at this time slash talk now we got a bunch of questions this week um our topic of the show is going to be about our favorite tarantino moments movies and i guess quotes as well too um so we got a lot of questions pertaining to that which we will save for later in the show but until then uh lynn writes in and asks would you rather have a movie experience where you have a tommy texter in front of you texting throughout 75 percent of the movie or have a crying baby with you in the theater that cries at impactful and important climatic climactic scenes uh i'm gonna go with i'd rather have the tommy texter Rather sure. than the crying baby. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. How about you, Shay? You know, it's a, it's a weird toss-up because when I see a phone come out in a yeah. theater, I just I lose my mind. Yeah. But you could, but I feel like you have more control of that, yes. though. Where we could be like, put that away. I, I 100% agree with you, know? you. So, yes, I would rather take the texture because then I can just... Yeah, because you can't punt baby, them, I right? guess. I mean, you can try. You could tell yeah, the I mean, parents to room. leave. Yeah. yeah, you could tell the kids like, "Hey, maybe watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't a good idea for you newborn." <laughs> yeah, like you could say, <laughs> "No, what, the next what are you soft doing? film with Chris Rock yeah. isn't a good idea." No, why are you here? Yeah. Um, have you guys have you guys been to like uh, many like R rated movies where you see kids in it? I don't. Uh, well, actually, we you and I saw something recently. Oh yeah, it was uh, Stuber, and there were a lot Stuber, of kids. A lot in of it. kids. Yeah, and I, that film it wasn't maybe not rated R, but it was very. Yeah. Uh, language driven yeah yeah i saw hangover 3 and there was a bunch of like toddlers in there oh really yeah Yeah, with their parents i was like why are you here on opening night they couldn't find a nanny i guess not and they really want to go see hangover 3 yeah the third one this is how how your mommy and daddy act when you go to sleep (laughs) wow okay it's a dark dark tale (laughs) but i like it uh so lynn says she hasn't been having much luck at the theaters the last couple viewings so she didn't she wanted to know which one we thought was worse yeah. So we're we're saying the baby is worse. Yeah, the baby's I think worse. I think baby's yeah. definitely worse. Because you don't want to be mean to the baby, but but sometimes you know it's it's like a baby on an airplane. You know, like it's yeah. just gonna frustrate you and annoy you. Right. This is like in a movie theater where it's supposed to be dark and quiet, right. except for the film. Exactly. Man, movie etiquette's real. That's real. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from Victoria, and she says, "I suggest you all watch Chasing Happiness, and then tell us who your favorite Jonas brother is." 
So Chasing Happiness is a documentary. I think, on it's, the, on, I think it's on Prime, right? Yeah, bit yeah. on the the brothers Jonas. The I already Jonas. know my favorite. Jonas I know mine too. Who's, yeah. Uh, should we say it all on the count of three? No. Well, because, what if what if one says Kevin? Then we have to leave. That's true. So we now know. <laughs> and he's like, none of them's Kevin. Okay. Um. Uh. Wait. Wait. Three. Two, two, one, one Nick. No. Ah! I'm just kidding. It was Nick. <laughs> I was like, "Don't say Joe." Yeah. Like, why? Why Nick? Why Nick, guys? I mean, it, he's got some bangers. Out he, there. Does, he does. He does. When he went solo, his yeah. his albums are better than when Joe went solo and did. Uh, or not solo. I guess he made his band called Cake. Cake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a big song though. A big song. But what was the, the name of the band again? Dance. Some of that. Dance till you prance. That might not Cake be the name of it. By the ocean is performed by the group. Dance, which is DNCE. Ah, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, dance. So I, yeah, I preferred uh, Nick's um, outing more. Okay. I, I'll be honest. I haven't really listened to any Jonas Brothers though. Gotcha. Yeah. I listened to a couple of their songs. Yeah. yeah. I watched this. They were huge. Back I watched Chasing right? Happiness though. Yeah. I'll watch it. Do you watch it? No, I'll watch it. Okay. I'll, I won't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lynn and Victoria, so much for the questions. And, of course, if you want to write in and be part of the show, you can by writing into thistimewith.com slash talk. we got some more writer questions coming later in the show. But until then, it is time for the news. Oh, Shay missed it. I was, I was literally gearing up for the news. Uh, I'm a little slow today. I'm so okay, sorry. I, literally was, I was literally building it up to looking at you guys like, are you guys ready for this? <laughs> Do, 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 do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got the Anthony voice going on today. First news story. The 2019 Toronto International Film Festival announces its first selections. Now, this is coming from the TIFF Media email that they sent me. <laughs> this is coming from my mailbox. From my email inbox. From uh, Outlook.com. Care of. Uh, so, the TIFF co-heads Cameron Bailey and Joanna Vicente. Vicente, I'm going to go with. Uh, today announced that the first round of Titles selected for the gala and special presentations programs at the 44th, 44th Toronto International Film Festival. The first batch of films from the 2019 official selection features 18 galas and 38 special presentations. Um, did you guys see this list of movies that have come yeah, out for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, look pretty dope this there's year. There's some really big some movies dope there. Movies. And there's some bangers. Um, any ones that stand out to you the most? Uh, for me, Joker. Jo- oh, yeah. My Joker gosh. is... A huge, yeah. That's a huge. That's a huge get for sure. Get, um, and Ford versus Ferrari. Yep. Yeah, those are probably my my two as well. I mean, Jojo Rabbit's looks funny. Yeah, and cool. So I'll be down for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm some surprises as well too. Um, Hustlers, the the the, the I'm Jennifer Lopez not, one, because the way that that trailer kind of went, it looked like they're trying to really go for. Well, no, we're serious about this. Yeah. You know, like, this is like, we're taking this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it could have gone either way, too. Because oh, when you see that, it mm-hmm. almost looks like like a throwaway. Like, this is a cash grab? Is or it a throwaway it's a comedy serious, a little bit? Or like yeah. a serious comedy? Yeah. We know, like, I noticed there's a lot of female directors um, bringing in their movies yeah. to yeah. TIFF this year. So you have um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yep. And that's directed by, what's her name? Uh, Morella Mar- Heller? Yeah, and she she directed uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, which yeah. she was like nominated a bunch last year for movies as well too. And then Hustlers is also directed by a uh, female director yeah, as well. Yeah, female. And then yeah. who else? There was another one. Was it Judy? No. Okay. Was it Goldfinch by a female director? I don't know. There was another one, but I missed out that on it. That stands out. To you? Yeah. Um also um what I was going to say, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, those are huge ones. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, Shay mentioned, Taika is going to be there. Yeah. A lot of directors who are going to be helming Marvel movies are there too. So we have uh, Taika, right. who's doing Thor 4. Uh, we have the director who, of Shang-Chi. He's doing... Um, 
Oh my goodness, I'm blanking. The, he did Glasgow. Oh, the movie. I think it's called Mercy, with uh, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's like about like that's a tiff. That's the movie that's, that's going to premiere. Going to be yeah. a tiff. Yeah, and he's directing Shang Chi. So like yeah. you have a lot of James Mangold too. If you can James that. Mangold. Yeah. yeah so there's good. some amazing talent. Talent that's going to be a tiff this year. Meryl Streep is coming. Yeah, she's getting the first ever actor award that they're giving yeah. out. Uh, I don't. I don't think Meryl Streep is. Personally, I don't think she's recognized enough for her contributions <laughs> to Oh my filmmaking. gosh. The amount of awards that she has is just like crazy. I'm not sure who you guys are talking about. Meryl, Meryl Street. Uh, that sounds like a foreign name to me. It is a bit of a foreign name. No, but good for her. And obviously, like we'll be at TIFF this year. So you could definitely expect our reactions and reviews for the movies that premiere there. Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited to attend this year. Yes. TIFF will be a great time. It's going to be a very great time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you guys have like a one movie that like you have to see no matter what? Joker. Joker. I think Ford versus Ferrari for me. It looks really damn good. As much as I want to see Joker, yeah. Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Just like every actor in that is fantastic. The shots look amazing, yeah. and then on top of that, Mangold he did great with Logan. So any movies you guys are surprised are not at tip this year. Well, it, hmm. it's they could still come out, right? Like this is just yeah, this preliminary, is the first wave. Wait, right? Um, I don't know what what, what other movies are coming. I'm surprised Ad Astra is not there because that literally is coming oh, out the week of yeah, Tiff and then the and Irishman, the Irishman as well too, which we've just seen that one like like I don't bullet, even I feel like this trailer. movie's not even coming out. No, uh, I could see it coming out like on Christmas Day. Like Netflix will be like, and Merry Christmas! Here's your movie. Merry here's Christmas. your gangster. Flick here's your gangster a, flick on Christmas. Yeah. Um, also, it chapter two. Like I could almost picture that being at TIFF as well too for an opening when night does premiere. It, when does it come out? Uh, September. September as well. I think. No, no, it's, it's the first week of September. It's yeah, week. it's strange. Maybe they don't like need to like usually film festivals. You know. They want to promote a lot of things and true. They're also trying to get distributors most. Yeah, time, distributors right? so, and yeah. and September they want they want that praise for yeah. like Oscar contention for sure. Um, so I don't know if it really needs. Yeah, it. I don't know if it's a blockbuster. Yeah, right? I don't know if it fits yeah. in that category. And like for Joker sure. is that's huge because joke. This is like the first I would say comic book story that's being driven yeah. to. Um, like Oscar nominations. Yeah, yeah. and you Todd know, Phillips a- has been very vocal about like we're taking this all the way to the Oscars. Yeah. yeah, this movie, right? So it was selected for TIFF, which is amazing. People are saying that Joaquin Phoenix is giving his best performance ever, which is like mind-boggling to mm-hmm. think of. Yeah, um, I remember seeing Joaquin last year at TIFF. He was so so skinny, so skinny. I remember he, was, he sent his pictures. It yeah, was he was terrifying. so thin. And I'm he was I'm guessing at that time he was still filming Joker. Yeah, and he would look almost sickly. So. And from the trailers, there's that scene where he's kind of like in his yeah, underwear. And his yeah, you see his ribs so thin. and everything. Yeah. Was that last year too? You sent us pictures of Christian Bale, or was that two years before? That was two years ago. That was or when he, he was, was like putting on the weight for uh, Vice. Right? Damn. But yeah, this year, this year's um, lineup looks really good. It looks really, really good. Really, and really we can't good. wait. We will be there, so stay tuned for our reviews and reactions from that. Yeah. Uh, continuing on with the news this week, um, kind of a weird one. So apparently, Venom Two. Uh, we have directors Travis Knight and Andy Serkis in the running to direct this thing. And this is coming from Justin Kroll of Variety. So did you guys see the story this week, Brady? I did, and I was I, I thought it was a joke. It's it's just strange that Andy Serkis is in contention for it. Obviously, like he's a legend actor and motion capture and things yeah. like that, which I feel like that would make sense. And like there's a, a ringing on our side, don't worry. Uh that would make sense for him to like helmet at that point but it's just strange that him of all 
Piece he's not a great director. Not a great director. He, he hasn't is. directed like a hit yet, for well, sure. Well, there's two movies he's directed. Yeah. Dan and I, you and I have seen both, and both have been really bad. Yeah. They've been rough, for sure. Breathe. It's one, especially more than the other, yeah. but man. Breathe. Yeah. So we that did, was a tiff. That was a tiff, too. I think it so. was a tiff. Yeah. yeah, so Breathe, he actually shot after Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh, with Andrew Garfield and Claire Foy. Yeah. Not a great movie. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, and then Jungle, or Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, or whatever it's called. Jungle uh, of the Book, yeah. Jungle of the Book. Did you see, did you see it, Andrew? <laughs> no, I didn't because one? you told me not to yeah, see it. it was not a... It's true. It was not a great one. Um, I don't know why he wants to direct so much when you're not a great director. <laughs> you know? Well, it'll probably get better. You yeah. know, as time goes No, by. like, usually you don't. What? You don't. You don't get better. <laughs> usually you do well, and then you get... You do better, better. No. Right. And well, then, do we have Chernobyl? Chernobyl. The writer from Chernobyl. He made all crap writing, and then all of a sudden, I don't know where writes Chernobyl. Things are possible. Yeah, but... So here's the thing. Was Chernobyl good because of the writing or was it good because of like the whole the set, event, the event and like the directing that he didn't do? Well, what do you think? Because well, you watched the show. The writing was okay. No, yeah, it, it was it was good. I, I, I enjoyed I, it. I think it, I think it could have been written by anyone. Sorry. This is, this, guy, is my, this is my hot take. Hot take. This no, is a guy coming it. from like making movies like Identity Thief and like all these like really, really bad like comedies yeah yeah so coming to chernobyl where it's a serious hbo thing is there maturity and is there like a growth in that do you think from writing films like that yeah i guess yeah sure i'll give you it's possible but like very not not not, common not 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 common common, yeah Yeah. that'd be a great topic for another day where we talk about like things that are possible but not common (laughs) second directoral directoral efforts that are way better than their first outings that's a weird title though um, so with Spider-Man Far From Home crossing $1 billion at the box office, Sony is now looking to get Venom sequel off the ground. Venom did super well yeah, last year. Crazy. Did so well. Ridiculous movie, but it did really well. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of, uh, as we mentioned, Andy Serkis, Travis, uh, sorry, Travis Knight. Uh, Knight, who directed Bumblebee, which we loved. And Rupert Wyatt is also in the running. Rupert mm-hmm. Wyatt, last film I saw him do was, uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, which one? What was the first one? Rise, Rise of, the of the Planet of the Apes. He did the first one in that trilogy. With James Franco. With James yeah. Franco. Oh, the boring one. Yeah, so Rupert uh, Fletcher is not... Uh, Ruben Fletcher Fl- Fl- is not coming back. Because yeah, he's, 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 he's doing post up. on uh, Zombieland 2, which we got a first trailer this yeah. week as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was kind of hoping that he would at least come back. Because he at least has some type of vision for it, yeah. I assume. Um, but yeah, we'll it's, see. Uh, that's such a... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Dude, you saw you saw Venom, right? Yeah, I saw Venom. <laughs> like, why? 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 <laughs> what a weird movie! Such a weird, movie. such a weird movie. Here's the thing. Um, I'm down for Travis Knight. Yeah, me too. I I think he has great vision and he's a great director. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want Andy Serkis. No. And I and I and I want at this point, um, Venom two to figure out what it's what it wants what it to wants be. to be. Yeah. Like, can we figure out if um. Eddie Brock is still a freaking weirdo, or is he a regular person now? Yeah, is this gonna come into the universe? Yeah, Woody no. Harrelson's gonna be in it. Can as well. this char- can Venom's character come into Spider-Man's no, universe? They won't do it ever, ever. No, Venom. I think Venom will be a character in the Spider-Man movies one day, yeah. but they will never cross over this Venom with um, with Tom Holland Spider-Man. But they could if they wanted to. Uh, Sony because technically could, but Marvel Studios, I don't think, will ever 
allow okay. that to happen. I just because I want to know like if if that in that contract says you can't put venom in a Spider-Man. It's, it's all very like gray, right? Like I think it's definitely do. I think they could if they wanted to really swing for the fences, they could. Right. I don't know if it's possible, but I mean, it's. It is possible, I think, but it's also not likely. There, there's a way to do it, but it's not likely. Yeah. And also, I don't want it to be. I'd rather Marvel Studios make their own version of yeah, Venom it's proper. Just, I, I don't want to wait again to get another Venom. Right. <laughs> That's you know? the thing. Like you, you see this Venom, which is not part of the Spider-Man universe, and right. you want to see a Spider-Man Venom. So if they keep making these Venom movies and then try to put a Venom in Spider-Man, it's just going to be too much Venom. Right. But I also think that them, like Venom obviously was successful on his own. So yeah. it's like he almost, he doesn't need Spider Man at this point. Us as fans want him to see him, obviously, because they're so intrinsically twined together. But they prove that they don't. Even with awful box, uh, sorry, awful critic reviews, it still mm-hmm. did super well at the box office. Andy right? Secrets is to come to this film. It should be like as a character. Actor. Yeah, that's, that's or director I, of you know. Second unit director, Second. motion, pa- motion, motion capture, capture yeah. which he did yeah. with uh, with a bunch of Marvel movies. He was like, uh, they brought him on to do motion capture work. With Sorry, Secrets, well. Circus? Circus. Circus. Yeah, I was yeah. like yeah. Ryan, Ryan Secrets. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Ryan Secrets. You can't be in Venom. Um, but yeah, they're. they're <laughs> <laughs> He's just judging. He's yeah, judging. like I, I, you want know, to think that was a great job. Uh, we'll see you in Hollywood though, for sure. <laughs> Uh, okay. So they're expected to start shooting this this fall, and I'm assuming would come out next fall. Yeah, because they they have a pretty quick timeline with these movies. They do, now. and they yeah, usually do close sets. So yeah, we'll I mean, see. They can wrap it up. Right we quickly. shall see. Cool. Uh, our last story of the week, a bit of a short one, but a, a feel good one as well. Uh, so the Justice League Snyder Cut campaign donates nearly fifteen thousand dollars to the Suicide Prevention Fund. So this is coming from Craig Elvey. Of screen rant, so this is the first time we've ever had a screen rant yeah. story on the show. Uh, but there's not a lot of uh, news sites reporting on this. So the San Diego Comic Con 2019 campaign for Warner Brothers to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League has raised thousands for suicide prevention charity. Released in 2017, we all know what happened to Justice League when that came out. It was a box office bomb, pretty much. It did not make anywhere near the money that it was Warner Brothers yeah. wanted it to. Um, and there was a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff going on. So of the $26,000 raised, half is going to the Comic-Con initiative. So I'm assuming um, banners, the banners, the plane they had fly across the city that said release the Snyder Cut, all that kind of crazy stuff they had going on. Um, and the rest is going to the Association for Suicide Prevention. Yeah, when I saw the story, I was uh, I was touched, I won't lie. Yeah. I was um, – because here's the thing with this whole – Snyder Cut, right. San Diego Comic-Con campaign. I remember rolling my eyes. Then I found out what they were also trying to drive there. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm here for this. This, yeah. is, this is great. Do you guys think we will ever see a Snyder Cut? Yes. No. Not. Oh. So here's the thing. I was I'm was saying ever. I'm saying ever. Ever? Honestly, man, I don't see how it benefits Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is in this weird state right now with where they want to do their movies. Yeah. And so I was watching a behind the scenes of Superman 2. And Richard Donner was famously kicked off that yeah. movie. Someone came out, Someone came in to finish it. Yeah. Um, and then only in 2006 did the, he go back and look the at Donner the... Cut, yeah. the Make the Donner cut of that. Maybe years from now, we may see it. But I personally, I'm not holding out anything because Warner Brothers... That like Justice League wasn't isn't a beloved film. Mm. The Superman movies with Christopher Reeves are at least the first two. Yeah, right. So I could see them going back because they were so far removed. But I can't. Maybe in thirty years, 
we'll see it. But I don't see how, how many it... people signed that petition. Dude, like mm-hmm. like hundreds of thousands yeah, of people, maybe. Probably, That's a lot of money that Warner Brothers is not. But it'll also be a lot of money to finish it though as well too. And there's bad blood there with Snyder. Oh, I thought it was like Sweden it was already finished though. Well, it's probably like there's like, some rough cuts of it, right? If anything, yeah. I don't know if, who knows if it's done done or if the effects are complete. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see it, but I don't. I don't you think, think so. I don't think right now we're gonna see it um, for a little while. And the reason why is because it would, for general audiences, throw them off and confuse them because right now we already have those characters or at least Aquaman and yeah. Wonder Woman still in circulation. Right. So until their time is done, then right. maybe after we'll see them. But right, right now, while they're still their characters, releasing a film that probably is completely different than what we saw right. would be very confusing and necessary, I think, at the moment. Yeah. And I like it doesn't make sense. Like I don't think it makes at at this point we're like two years removed from we're it removed almost. From it, yeah, I've made my peace with it. I want to see it still. I obviously yeah. I want to see it, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen because yeah. I don't. I just don't see like what does Zack Snyder gain from going back and finishing it, even though he obviously is attached to it. Yeah, he's moved on. Like he's doing Netflix stuff now. He has a deal with them. Yeah, Warner Brothers is going to be like. No, this is we're not focused on that anymore. We're moving forward. I would love to see them do it, but I, I'm just not holding my breath. Anymore I would love for it. them to prove you wrong. I want there's nothing I want more I want one to prove of wrong the about. executives to come in this room and just slap you across. The if they <laughs> slap me across the face and then give me the Snyder cut, my door is open. That's your closer. No, it's just, closed right now. They but just cut you. It's unlocked. Oh, they just cut, cut me instead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Where cut me? Where though? Right in the neck. Okay. Damn. Will I survive much? long enough to watch the Snyder Cut? Uh, you'll get right to the end, and then right when the climactic moment's happening, you die. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Is that okay with you? Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You can we'll watch it on your it. OLED. Yeah, yeah watch o- it on the on OLED. Your OLED. Yeah, yeah. If, what if they said it's only 480p, though? You oh. have to watch it. <laughs> 360. No! <laughs> All right, well, that was the news this week. Um, we'll keep an eye out for this Justice League Snyder Cut. If it ever is going to happen... Probably not, but we'll Justice see. League reporting live. <laughs> Snyder Cut reporting. The Snyder Cut updates. Yeah. Uh, going to the box office this weekend, Lion King's number one again with $94 million. $94 million. And a second weekend. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's coming in at $35 million. Almost, they should... It's actually predicting more than $40 million this weekend, hmm. according to Box Office Mojo and The Hollywood Reporter, so we'll see. That's good. And Spider-Man Far From Home's hanging in there at number three at $12.7 million. Has Lion King surpassed its one billion worldwide? No, it ha- hasn't hit a billion yet. Hasn't hit a billion. Uh, Aladdin hit a billion dollars this week. Ooh. Yeah, so that was a surprise because it had like a very slow start, but it's that yeah. overseas money, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, yeah. What do you guys think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Did you guys want to save that from what? Just from when we're watching, we'll, we'll or from what we're watching? Yeah, cool. we'll save yeah. it from yeah. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, new trailers this week. Uh, let's kind of go through them. So it was another kind of busy week for trailers. It wasn't trailer like Armageddon. Post, Post-Comic-Con trailers. Post-Comic-Con trailers. Yeah. Uh, so we got A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which yeah. is Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, of course. It's What'd a you guys beautiful think of day in the neighborhood. I actually like this trailer. Yeah, I like the I really, trailer too. I really yeah. liked it. So did I. It was I'm really, very like, touching in the way he, like, he did the whole piano thing. And yeah. It was really cool. It reminded me a lot of like the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s like feel-good movies yeah, that yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks was coming in. Like the, I'm talking the... Uh, you've got mail and things like that. Just like that very nice look. Yeah. Really yeah. well shot. I love the... Looks better than Saving Mr. Banks, which I was not a big fan of. Yeah. Um, I also liked that they, like a lot of the trailer had like the aspect ratio of like him on yeah. TV, which yeah. I right. really liked. Because Mr. Rogers is such like, an important figure in 
television history, right? And he looks like Mr. Rogers. He does. Yeah, he they does. did a really good job at like. And I don't see Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, I, I don't I, see Tom like, Hanks. Tom Hanks is no, just no, one no, of those no. those actors, man. It's just always so good. Um, yeah, the only thing I did I wasn't a huge fan of this trailer was the ending on the subway when the kids start singing the song. To hey, him. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Which like I'm like it's a fe- it's a feel good moment. But it's almost like too feel good. Yeah. It's... Like I didn't want to feel good. I want to feel evil. You know what I mean? I but wasn't he a good guy? He was a great. He guy. was. He yeah, was. So he was I don't understand guy. why you got him. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything Daniel about Mr. Rogers. Happiness. But like that 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 scene. Yeah. Seems so real. For sure. And like I'm just like, oh, like, like oh, that's if like... I watch Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Yeah. And I saw Mr. Rogers, and it, I would probably like, no, you would just sing that song. <laughs> you, you would sing the song. Too? You wouldn't. So no, when if people it was like, cross you on the street, <clears throat> they want to be like, doo, 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 doo. you want people to do that to you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the movie podcast. How'd you know it's me? It just, it just, it don't know. It just felt very New York. Yeah, New York. And that's you're right. That, did they it did feel, feel very, very New York. And every time right. we've been to New York, we've seen subway characters for sure. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what happens after the trailer. Maybe they mug him or something. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> just sell him a candy bar and like, just shiv him. Shiv but him. you know, we don't know. No, but that that Mr. Rogers, I feel like, is one of those figures on the internet that nobody ever says anything bad about. Yeah, obviously. like Bob Ross. Bob Ross, Mr. Yeah, Rogers. Nothing, like, nothing ever came out during those allegations. Yeah, and I, like we were, everyone's always so scared sometimes to yeah. see him. Like, oh, like you don't want your favorite. I never stuff. watched Mr. Rogers as no? a kid. No, watched Mr. Rogers. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched Mr. Did. Rogers and Mr. Dressup mostly because he was the, he was. The oh, Canadian. Mr. Dressup, I did. Sorry, yeah, Mr. Dressup. He was a Canadian version of Mr. He was Rogers. A Canadian version and also Mr. Dressup was a puppeteer on Mr. Rogers' show in Canada, yeah. which is crazy. So they have that connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't know that. Didn't watch that. Yeah. You didn't watch them, eh? Mr. Mr. Dressup, I did, but Mr. Rogers, I, I didn't. The next trailer we got this week was Jojo Rabbit. So this is Taika Waititi's next film. Yeah. Which is very much a Taika Waititi film. 100%. Uh, so basically the premise of this is that this kid has an imaginary friend who is Adolf Hitler, who yep. is also played by Taika Waititi as well. And this is taking place in World War II? World War II, it looks like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It looks it, really funny. It's like a satire, comedy type of thing. Yep. And again, as we said, it's opening up a tip this year. So who's Jojo, though? Jojo is the kid. The, that's his name? The kid. That's like the, the nickname they call him, that they were uh, making fun of him. Cool. Yeah. The I love I love Taika Waititi's humor in this so much. He's just uh, he just I one of the things I miss sometimes with uh, when we have directors go from like indie films to big budget films. Like yeah. obviously Ragnarok is very much a Taika film, but this is very much more in the vein of like Hunt for the Wilder People and What We Do in the Shadows. Then mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. What do you guys think of it? Um, I liked the trailer. It was really it was a teaser really. Um. But I'm interested in watching it. Hopefully, I can get tickets at uh, TIFF. Yeah, Taika makes it me look, laugh. I'm down. Yeah. It looks it looks good. Like it looks well put together. You know. Have you watched yeah. his other films? No. Okay. Oh well, I watched Thor. Thor. Right, right. And then I watched a little bit of that vampire show. Okay. Yeah. But like you he really did shadows. Yeah. Yeah. You should watch uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. It's really and good. also the movie What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Both yeah. are really good. Cool. Uh, the next trailer we got, we got another trailer for The Goldfinch, mm-hmm. uh, which is, again, another movie opening up a tip this year yep. uh, with uh, Ansel Elgort. Yep. Um, do Nicole you guys have any Kim thoughts on this? Sorry? Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman as well, yeah. too. Any thoughts on this? Or I didn't watch continue? this trailer. Neither did I. You watch it? I watched the first trailer and I, I thought it visually looked stunning, but again, it looks like a... Shay fell asleep. Falling asleep. Here. Tell us about it, Daniel. Uh, it's very much in the same vein of the first trailer. 
That's brother. I watched it. I'm like, is this? I literally thought I'm like, am I watching a different trailer? But what's, I didn't watch the first trailer either. Oh, okay. Oh. Well then. Uh, so basically, like this kid is at, like in a museum when the, like a bomb goes his off. Parents die. It's based on like a. I think it started off with his newspaper clipping post, and then it went from like a a book. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Pulitzer Prize winning book too. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it looks really intense. It looks really intense, and like I think he steals art or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, like, very it, Thomas Crown. Yeah. So it looks very interesting. But and Nicole yeah, Kidman plays the mom. She plays the mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That was a love interest. Sorry. Mm. No, not the Ansel Elgar. No. Why not? It could be that. Uh, I mean, not in this movie, but it, no. it's possible. Maybe movie, Kate sure. Wins has done it a hundred times. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with that, Daniel? There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, you hate a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Me. <laughs> and uh, Nicole Kidman. And Nicole Kidman. I was just Nicole watching Kidman. Batman Forever before you guys came. Dating here. young woman. Yeah. And then you hate Tom Cruise. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 just blasphemy now. Yeah. You guys are just making stuff up now. Uh, we got finally got the trailer for Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah. Great trailer. Why wasn't this at Comic Con though? I don't know. It's so weird. What were they waiting for? I feel maybe they didn't finish it. You know, like maybe were, maybe they didn't have the it right. Was just so but it, but it leaked though, right? It leaked, yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny? The leaked version that I watched was different. Really? Yeah. Did they show it? Do you guys know if they showed any footage at Comic Con at all? That I don't know. I don't know. That either. I don't know. Okay, yeah, because it, it was a really good trailer. Like, it's weird that like none of the actors look like they've aged <laughs> in all yeah. these ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, like everybody looks the exact same. Pretty much. Yeah. Scary. Except uh, for obviously, I think Abigail Breslin looks. Like yeah, because she was a she was a child. child. But even then, like she's. Doesn't look a Very lot similar. older. But she just Very looks similar. taller, but with the same face. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys excited for this? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was laughing at the end with uh, Owen Wilson and uh, Thomas. Luke um, Wilson. Luke Wilson, sorry, and Thomas uh, Middleditch. Yeah, coming out. Yeah. And they're like the doppelganger. The doppelgangers. So of them. And, and Thomas Middleditch, he's got this way of just being like nerdy, annoying, but yeah. like to the point where you still appreciate it and like him. Right. And he just made me laugh. Like, and he's he just, Canadian as well. And he's too. Canadian too. Yeah. And him and Ben Schwartz have a great comedy special, I think, out as well. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Okay. Got to look out for that. Uh, we got our next look at Gemini Man this week as well, too. Yes, we did. Gemini uh, Man. What would you guys think of this? We just watched the trailer before recording. I'm interested. Yep. I'm interested to see what, where, where it takes me. Um, they definitely went for a different tone Yeah. in this trailer than the first trailer. Yeah. So the first trailer was like that moody version of Forever Young. And then this one, they basically have Jaden Smith like icon yeah. playing in the background, which I didn't feel meshed super well with the trailer, but it had me curious for the movie, though. It doesn't have my attention, but it has my curiosity. Okay. The only reason it has my curiosity is because it's Ang Lee, and it's an action film. Right. Will Smith. And, I, Will Smith? and I'm never... Not even Will Smith. Oh, okay. I just never... I'm really interested in Ang Lee's version of an action Well, movie. didn't he do um, Paycheck? Was that him? Did he? I'm gonna well, take, we're a gonna look. take a look at that. Now. I always consider Ang Lee as like one of those directors that do like those philosophical films. Yeah. What was his last of, movie? Like, because uh, I know he did Life of Pi. They were all Asian films, and then he did a couple. He did Asian films, right? After that, yeah. There was also the one, the World War. No, sorry, that was John Woo. I'm so sorry. John Woo. That was John Woo. Yeah. That did Paycheck. <laughs> because he's an action movie director. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Come on, I'm not the only guy who's ever mixed uh, up John our, Woo all and Ang Lee. Uh, you Asian, couldn't tell by all the doves. All our Asian the listeners are like, "Son of a bitch, wow, this racist!" <laughs> I swear, it was an accident. It was an accident. It happens all the time, right? Ang Lee did Mission Impossible too, right, guys? <laughs> he did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? That was kind of like an action. John Woo? No, Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Did he? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get a fact check on this as well. Fact check, Shay. Fact check. Mm, that's fine. Crouching yeah. Tiger, Hidden Dragon was directed by Ang Lee. 
you know, the internet's going a little, a little slow right now. Or I'm just being racist. I don't know. Maybe. Um, we're we're on a line uh, right now. No, it was directed by uh, Lee Ang. Lee Ang. No, I'm kidding. Listen, it was Ang Lee. I'm like, wait, what? And he was like, oh yeah, Lee oh, Ang. Yes, oh, yes, Lee yes. Ang. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Good old uh, Lee and um, he directed. I think uh, it was like a Vietnam movie where this guy comes back. It was a long title. This guy comes back from Vietnam War and he's was this recently? Yes, this yeah. was his last film. It didn't do well. It gotcha. was almost like um like a musical. What did it? What? I'm looking up his dis- uh, his uh, discography. I mean filmography. Filmography. Anyways, it also was, he has a discography. <laughs> I'm just interested to see what his take is on a on a film like this. This is like a modern, like the most modern day film he's ever made. Right. With an it looks like an action-based um, genre. Yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. And the CG kind of looks dope. It's almost there, man. It's almost it, it's there. It's almost there. There's there's some shots in this new trailer of Will Smith looking at his... They, they obviously aged Will Smith up in this movie, too, to make it look more... Like, the, there'd yeah, be the, more of a, a gap between them. Yep. Um, but yeah, seeing some of the shots, I'm like, damn, we're, we're so close. We're so close to without having the Uncanny Valley there. Yeah. Um, the next trailer we got was for Angel Has Fallen. Uh, this is the second trailer for this movie. Did you see this one, guys? No. <laughs> I saw the first trailer and that was enough for me. Yeah, yeah but accepting a collect call from Mike. Mike. <laughs> oh, the last one that he really did was um, that, that Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. That's it. That, that's, that's the one that that's uh, the one I was the talking one about. Yeah, yeah the, the 3D 48 foot frames per second film. Yeah. Uh, and then right before that was Life of Pi. Yeah. Crazy, Life eh? of Piscine. Crazy how like yeah. he's had these like really long waits before his films. Yeah, he's a very like takes um, his time. He takes, takes his, his time, time for sure. Yeah, he's... and I feel like Gemini Man shot like two years ago as well, right? No, yeah, yeah. it was a long time ago they they were shooting this. It definitely sh- it was definitely been in the runs for a while. Like, I think um, at one point Hemsworth was attached. I feel. What, what he was playing it? Will Smith's character. He was, he, he was, he was playing, playing the younger. Smith. He was playing the younger Will. He was Smith. playing younger Will. Yeah, Smith. they still wanted to be Will Smith, but they were like, we can't get him right now. He's busy doing Independence Day, so. <laughs> Uh, uh, Amazon. Yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, Angel has fallen. Might as well be fallen. fallen. Angel has died. Died. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a sicker name. Angel has died. Angel has died, and it was a completely though. different movie. Angel is dead. I think. Angel is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. A lot of evangelists <laughs> would be upset, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This trailer. I watched this trailer yesterday or a couple days ago, and my God. Bad. Every scene in this movie looks like they shot in front of a green screen. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. And it's weird, though, because like, I actually enjoyed Olympus Has Fallen as like a diehard ripoff, as a B diehard, you know? It was the same year that uh, White House Down came out, right? White House, yeah, it came out first, though. Yeah. So White was, House Down came in second. It was the yeah. year of White House White takeovers. House movies, yeah. yeah. Um, Amazon decided to drop some trailers this week as well, too. Yeah, so we did. got... Our first look at Jack Reason season two. Which Jack Reason? <laughs> Jack Reason. <laughs> I was saying I Ryan and Reacher you. at the same time. And Jack season. And season. <laughs> uh, I was just saying this whole sentence in one yeah, word. Yeah, you're like, how can I I was saving time. <laughs> Why do running words with you word you trick? Uh, Jack Ryan season two. Um, I didn't even I didn't even know they shot I this. I didn't know they shot this either. Yeah. Uh, we watched season one, you and I. Yeah, it was okay. Not memorable at all. Not memorable at all. Yeah, it was yeah. just super anticlimactic. And there was—I yeah. remember there being one episode that just did not fit in that whole. I trying to remember which one with the with the flo- the drone operator. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the whole episode was centered oh. around him. I'm like, oh, couldn't this... wait for that one to end. Yeah, I was like, this is this is strange. Um, Anthony, you you didn't see? Uh... I didn't see it, but I watched the trailer. Yeah. And does it have I'm... you interested? See, the character Jack Ryan—he's not really like 
an interesting character. He's like a like a poor man's Ethan Hunt yeah. who doesn't do any like action. That's what I felt when I watched. You know, because he's very, he mu- he's very much like shown to be like the super smart. He's like guy. yeah, he's a guy who's because I think Jack Ryan's character is in the red the hunt for the red October. Yeah, yeah. played by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, some of all and he's, that was boring as. Blah blah blah. He's just talking to. Well, them. yeah, because it was who was it? Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Ford Alec Baldwin. After that, Her- it was Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. And then did a couple Chris of Pine and then did it. Ben Affleck played. Ben Affleck is Ranger Games, right? Was yeah. it Ranger Games? Yeah. Yeah. With Samuel, not Samuel. Uh, um, some of all fears. Morgan Freeman. Some of all fears. Some of all fears. And then was it was nice then it was Chris Pine. Yep, Chris Pine did one movie, Shadow was, Recruit, directed by Kenneth Branagh of all people. Yeah. And then it was now. I just I don't like I don't I'm not interested in this character because he doesn't do anything cool. It looks like he does a lot of running, a lot of more action scenes, <laughs> yeah. a lot of running sequences of running. in this. Yeah, uh, some of all fears is based on a Tom Clancy uh, espionage novel, so I feel like that it is a. But Jack, is it Jack Ryan? Yeah, the film, which is set in the Jack Ryan film series, is a reboot taking place in 2002. Got you. Mm-hmm. So and that was, Ranger Games is not a. I don't know if Ranger Games. I'll take a look. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's Ben Affleck was in. Ben Affleck was in. But, like, you won't call this guy if you want a, like, secret agent or, like, no, any like type of agent. No, he's very much, like, the anti-secret agent. Yeah, yes. it was not. It was not, no. It sounds and like one, though. He's just boring. Yeah. I like. Here's the thing. I love John Krasinski. I think he's he's a great actor. He's a great director. I just... Maybe if he was at Is the helm of this Is he a great actor, series? though? I think he's a good actor. I think he's a good I actor. I don't know if he's a great actor. He's he's a actor. I'm, he hasn't... He hasn't I don't know. It's my, he's done The Office and he's done. Well, I watched 13 Hours in Benghazi. Yeah. And he wasn't really in that much right. of it. But he was jacked. His muscles <laughs> had great acting in that. So his yeah. body's. His body was great. Yeah, he has so. a great body. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything yet that's made me go, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. His acting. Yeah. But I think, I think he's a good. It kind of just reminds me of the though. guy from The Office every time I see him. Yeah. I, I, I Even with feel the beard. That way, but when I watched A Quiet Place, I was able to separate. Yeah. that's. I think that's. Because that wasn't his first directed movie. It was, I guess it was The first, Hollers. The Hollers, yeah. Which he was great in as well, too. Yeah. Um, but I think his acting in A Quiet Place, I was like, damn, like he's he's good. Yeah, because everything like else him. he's done. Like, he did, like, what, Aloha, I think, as well. Yeah, he's done, he's done a bunch of, like, smaller. Yeah. Uh, um, License to Wed with Robin Williams. Oh, my goodness, and yes. I saw with that Mandy at Moore, drive-in. Right? And Mandy Moore, right. Yeah. I saw that at a drive-in of all places. Yeah, yeah, At, like, four in the morning. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because it was, <laughs> he's so upset. By the way, what's wrong with you? Man? No, because they have all night movies. Sick freak, eh? Wow, you guys all are, night movies. You guys don't like movies, Who wakes eh? up at four thirty in the morning to watch a movie? I didn't to wake watch up. License to Win. I was there still. Okay. So I was there from like eight o'clock at night till in the morning. If this they can move by the way, night. in November. <laughs> no, Yo, dude, Daniel, it's Christmas you Day. Some problems, you know. <laughs> you're sick. You're sick, man. No, no. Yeah, it started sick, with bro. like the Simpsons movie. This is what 2007. Yeah, it was the Simpsons movie. I'm trying to think what else they played, but yeah. And then I remember License to Wed because I was like, we should go home now. This is not good. <laughs> Father, your dad left. Dad, leave me, please. Um, the last trailer we got this week, again, from Amazon, is the Lord of the Rings creative team trailer. I liked this. And, well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, Anthony and I talked about this. <laughs> I didn't like how it was made, but I liked that they made this. Right. I didn't like how it was made because it was a weird motif. I was like, wait, typewriter? And yeah, like, it was like, yeah. Uh, what the, the, like, the oh, classical there's music going yeah. on? Yeah, so these buttons being pressed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like what? Why did you budget that in yeah. this? Like, yeah. someone had to make that. That cost them who $10 million. Dollars? <laughs> yeah. Who, who shot, like, yeah. if someone's sitting over there, you know? Amazon does not want us to forget that they are making a Lord of the Rings no. show. and I'm here for it. Yeah. I hope it's good. 
I hope it's good too. Realistically, when do you think this is coming out though? Well, so this is just the writers. This is just like the the production team behind it, the writing team behind it. 21. 21. You think so? 2021. I'll give them a year to start shooting at least. Yeah. Because I'm hoping they've already started all the writing and stuff. I would I would hope so. Well, so, if I could spend like 20 yeah. minutes <laughs> introducing them, yeah. they got more scenes of a typewriter than... Than anything else. I didn't see one Urukai. I saw Where only typewriters. We see this in the theaters, like this trailer. <laughs> so oh, the, the writers of uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. And what do you think? Uh, 2021, I, I could honestly see it. If they're going to shoot like... I don't know how they're going to shoot this. Are they shooting the whole all the books? Are they no. creating their own? I would thing? say it's like a. I would say it's a series where like they take it at season one, one is like the first book. Or do you think they're going to go no, even smaller than they'll that? They'll go smaller. Really? Yeah. Eh? I think they'll do a couple chapters. Yeah. I mean, maybe even throw in some of the Similarian in there. You know? Oh gosh. I mean, they have a of all the things they have to live up to is Lord of the Rings, right? So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 How about all you, right. Anthony? What, when do you think we'll see this? 2022. Wow, even longer, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We shall see. We shall see. (laughs) Out this week, Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Well, you you guys don't have to go watch it. It's already out there. You just put all the trailers together and make a movie. I've already seen it. (laughs) Yeah, we've seen it. It was not good. We've gotten two three and a half minute trailers for this movie. I can't believe the amount of things they've shown in this. And, and it also, looks like in order. It well. looks like in order. It in looks like literally in order. sequence. And like I think at the end they even showed the ending. Like They showed Idris Elba dying. <laughs> Do you think he's going to die in it? 100%. Nah, I think, you think he's going to die? I, I think he's going to die like a very action movie death. Or like they'll do the, you're under arrest. And he goes to jail. And, I'll be, yeah, I'll be, and, then, like, and, and then he'll be like, you know, in his, in his cell, just being like, why did I get out of here? I'm, I'm like Superman. <laughs> you know? And then they'll have like this you, mashup of all the villains all- from the Fast and the Furious become like almost like a sinister six. Yeah. I mean, most of them have died. <laughs> most of them are dead. Yeah. Uh, but we will see. They are shooting Fast 9 right now. Why? They are shooting Fast 9 right now with John why? Cena. Uh, so I was I was talking to some was it I was talking to someone at work about it. I'm like I wish Dwayne Johnson would pick better movies not like i understand that he's making money but i would rather see him in a more serious role than these roles where it's just the same character i don't think he's uh, over and over like it's literally for money anymore i think he literally is doing movies that he wants to do i think this is what he like he doesn't care about critical reception like he's just like no i want to play this badass again it's like oh okay cool let's do like that's so it's boring. It's so boring. 100%. Like, he just, he's literally the rock he's, in movies. But he wants to be himself, this yeah. generation's Schwarzenegger. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. But that's a dying, like, no one cares about that yeah. anymore. I it, understand it brings him money, but, like. Yeah. And his name no one brings, cares. puts butts in seats, too, right? That's true. I mean, I well, it's he, not going to put my butt in the seat. And I'm a big rock fan. <laughs> I'm not going to go watch this. I think he this. was more serious in Skyscraper. Skyscraper, like yeah, because like, like, his character had like this backstory that was depressing, like lost a leg in lost the war. His leg in war like, yeah. Holy crap! What looking after this? his family, yeah. yeah. Wait, what? what happened to his family? No, he's looking after his family. So they're they're like, so he in, lost a uh, leg in the war, and you feel bad for him. <laughs> I guess <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah. that that makes it a serious but, like, role compared to like all these other films where he's just like. I used to be an ex-military cop. Now he's like, oh, I lost my leg in the wall. I don't know. He's <laughs> but like, Wait, are we talking about the same rock? Right yeah. Now? Let me lift this skyscraper. We're talking about yeah. the stone. Yeah. The, you know, the rock. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that 
that was like him like being like, oh, let me throw in a little twist to my character yeah. here. Lost my damn leg. He does a lot of movies. And the thing with The Rock as well, too, is that he produ- his it's his production team behind everything. Yeah. So I just feel like every movie he's in, he's himself. Like, there's never... Like I want to see him act because he could act. Yeah, I just want to see him act. I just or, or Kenny. Maybe this maybe he's John Krasinski. You know what I mean? We don't know who. Or can- I say, or can he? Or can, or can he? he? Yeah. Can, maybe you just know. I don't one think character. he is a good actor. I think he's a good personality. Yeah, but I think I think he could act though. Like he he's he has the ability to act as himself. <laughs> like I don't understand when you when you become an actor or you want to make movies, do you want to just make action movies for the rest of your life, or do you want to be an actor and well, act you, in well, different? But well, the whole premise of an actor is to be someone range, you're right? not, right? And yeah. if you are someone you are outside of yeah the work, because I'm I'm pretty sure The Rock is the same outside of his yes. the movie in real He's life. Definitely right? as larger than life. Than out of his films, and he right. was like that in wrestling. Yes. It's literally he's. Why aren't you doing what so Batista's doing? Right. Yeah, Batista's actually, and he's like road. trying to push himself towards different roles, which I think is minus the spy. Like his legacy out. of a wrestler is being, uh, we'll say, overshadowed by his acting but, abilities that he's he's growing. Didn't into. Batista also hate wrestling? Like from what I understood, like he really like wanted, like he was like, I'll never he, get back he, in the he ring. He saw this. Well, he went back in WrestleMania. Right, yeah, the think, last but, WrestleMania. I think that, that was, was like retirement match. To like, to like, yeah, he, like he really wanted to end it and was like, I never want to come back. Yeah, yeah. like, like he, the guy was like, lost, right? Yeah, yeah, he lost. But, but he, he was, very much did it though. Like, like what Jay, like to speak to what Jay's saying, he very much did wrestling, knowing that that was his stepping stone into acting mm-hmm. and to performing and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's funny. I have a tweet that I'm I'm going to read when we get to our topic or when we get to reviewing. I guess once upon a time. Like kind of pertains to what we're discussing here. So I'll save that for when we're talking about it. Uh, we also have Loose coming out this week. This is with Octavia Spencer, Naomi Watts. Um, that's coming out. And cool. Them That Follow, that is coming out this week as well, too. Sounds but, good. Do you yes, guys want to what's sounds... a plot for Them What Follows? Them oh, That Follow? Them, them that, that Follow. follow. Okay. Uh, so Them That Follow is a sequel to It Follows. Okay. And it's starring uh, Shia LaBeouf. And Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. And they're playing conjoined twins. Uh, this is actually also a secret sequel to Stuck on You with, uh, was it Greg Kinnear and uh, Matt Damon? Yeah, yeah. They're coming so, back. Yeah, so they're actually, they're actually dead. And what's happening is that they now, them that follow basically is, is, is a play on the fact that when you're conjoined twins, you're stuck together. So you're always following each other. And people keep calling them them and it's a it's a very like harsh realization kind of film like they have to go through life timothy chalamet and shia labeouf as he's conjoined twins. of course yes. the only problem is that uh it's also very like weird storyline because shia labeouf is in love with timothy chalamet <laughs> okay 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 yeah. so then that fall- <laughs> <laughs> wow it's uh, I'm, I'm throwing oscar curves out here guys that's that's uh, that's that's gonna win best. <laughs> that's, that's Oscar Bates. So right there. <laughs> them that follow is a drama thriller. Oh, see there we go. So inside a snake handling church, deep inside oh, Appalachia. I actually saw the poster for yeah, this. Yeah, terrifying poster, right? Yeah. A forbidden relationship forces a pastor's daughter to confront her community's deadly tradition. Now the poster that Shay's referring to is literally a poster of a girl with a snake around her neck. Ooh, yeah, very. So I'm gonna show that to the camera. Sensuous. There. Very sensuous, very freaky. Walter Goggins, uh, Olivia Coleman, and yeah, that's coming out this week. Who's directing it? 
That was a great question that I should have looked at before I closed the website. Because <laughs> nowadays you can't really like judge a book, you know, judge a movie by its name. You no. cannot. But it's uh, also not getting good poster. reviews either. <laughs> but uh, it was not getting good reviews. It is not getting good reviews. Oh. Uh, they came out of nowhere, literally. This is directed by Britt Poulton, who last directed nothing. Nothing. It's his first movie. And there's another director on it too, Dan Madison Savage, who also directed. The last movie he directed was called Lizard King, where he wrote <laughs> Lizard King. <laughs> so he has something for reptiles he and likes snakes. Reptilians, yeah. Yeah, so he Lizard likes King reptiles. is a story about this lizard who <laughs> yeah, yeah. finds out that he's king of the lizards. Oh, wow. He has to like, he's take Godzilla. care of all, all these uh, lizards. Interesting. And one of the lizards, you know. Is Timothy Chalamet. Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. <laughs> uh, oh, Daniel I, I is still... Really, <laughs> I just want to make it really clear. I really like Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I love Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I just love saying his name. But yeah. I love saying his name, too. He just rolls it up like, Mufasa. Mufasa, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> what we're watching, guys, we made it here. Topic of the show is coming up next. Uh, okay, we watched here. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this yes. week. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. So we actually didn't put a review up for this movie on no. our channel. We did so not. Let's, let's review it right now. Yeah. So this is going to be our official review for this movie. Mm. So welcome to This Time with Alan Chabaz today. We're featuring Anthony. And our review for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So what was this movie about, Anthony? So we got Leonardo DiCaprio. He's playing a former, I would say, movie star who's now uh, moved on to TV. And he's dealing with the fact that he is not the movie star that was in the past. And he's yeah. dealing with, you know, the... The, the thing that a lot of actors deal with being drowned out by other people right so other actors uh, upcoming actors so he's dealing with that that emotional um i guess baggage that baggage has, that yeah. would come with it um brad pitt plays uh his stunt double cliff booth cliff booth and they they're like best friends I would consider them best friends yeah definitely they do everything together pretty much and it's literally i don't know it's a story about I guess 60s Hollywood, 50s Hollywood, 60s uh, 69, Hollywood, 1969, 60s Hollywood, and there's it's really about nothing in the, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. There's no like real, there's no story behind it other than that you know Leonardo DiCaprio is in depression because he's not going to be right. a, a famous actor. It, anymore. It's very much a slice of their life that yeah. we got in this. Maybe not the most eventful part of their life that we got, but it's very much a movie about them. You have Margot Robbie in there too, who's playing Sharon Tate, yeah. um, who's very much disconnected from the rest of the story that's happening. Yeah. Uh, and I think her character, we're only supposed to really kind of pay attention to her more because if you followed what happened with the Manson murders, you know who she is yeah. or what what her fate will be. What her right? storyline is like, right? Yeah. What are your guys like immediate reactions to this movie? Like, what are your just kind of hot takes at? Like we 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 discussed. We should have recorded it. We were talking almost like for an hour in the yeah, parking lot. Yeah, just a little bit over an hour. Yeah, yeah. About this movie, well, the biggest hot take is it doesn't feel like a Quentin Tarantino movie. I, it, I, it didn't have yes that. And no, it didn't have that. Well, yes and no, but the but like it mo majority of this movie does not feel like a Quentin Tarantino film. Right, right. Except the ending. The ending. Yeah, the ending is um, very much him. One thing, in, like all his films have, is that opening dialogue scene where it like grabs you just drops you right into it every movie he's ever made has it this one did it no unless it was supposed to be the al pacino you know leo conversation which right. was pretty 
Yeah. Like, it was not even there. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I, the, the dialogue in this film is completely not memorable. Um, and I mean, Tarantino is, if anything, known for his writing. It's quick. It's witty. It's it's sharp. It's very sharp. It's very sharp. And this one, you you, you don't have it there. Um, on top of that, just he really is doing whatever he wants. Like he, if he wants to edit it weirdly, he can do that. If he wants to yeah. keep a scene on for way longer than it needs to be, he'll do it. He, this is him at, his, and that's what we were saying. Like this is him. I think at his most self indulgent. Yeah. He is just. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm going to make this take as long as I want. I'm going to make this scene as long as I want. Because there are so many times throughout this movie that we were watching it. And I feel like, like, I remember looking at, like, you guys and, like, this has gone on a really long time. Yeah. And, like, it just, this movie is two hours and 40-something minutes, some odd minutes. Think, right? yeah. And I'm like, you feel it. Because it's not to the last act or even the last 15, 20 minutes where it picks up. The picks up where the action is happening. Because the rest of it feels very disconnected. Don't get me wrong. Like there are moments of this movie I really loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the characters in it. Mm-hmm. I love the world that they built in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just felt like I was just kind of looking through a window yeah. at this world, and I never got to really very go- look, don't touch kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Like I just, I just wish I want, I wanted to love this movie. Yeah. And this movie is there's a, a big divide with this movie right now. People either love it or they're kind of very much in the camp that we are, where it's like. Yeah, I'm like, there's like, technically it's there, and there are moments that we like, but I can't, I have a hard time like thinking, like, going to watch this again or putting this on at home to watch, other than the final scene. If you've never seen a Tarantino film, this isn't the one that's going to make you want to like him. It's not an accessible movie at all. Not at all. This isn't the one that's going to make you go, okay, I'll give him a shot. Yeah. Because. Well, I took my girlfriend with this as well, and she was like, what the hell are we watching? And I've shown her um, Kill Bill and Glorious, and she was enjoying the hell out of those right. films. Because those, yeah. are, those are very much movies that have a story and yeah. a plot that's driving forward. And they're the gripping forward, from beginning right? to end. They're There's gripping. no plot in this movie. No, right? it's just, it's just a, a, a two day or three days in the life kind of thing. Right. Um, very weird choices. I feel like he also forgot that he was making this movie because right when the the middle portion of the film kicks in, when the when the narrator takes over, yeah, it felt like he was like, oh crap, I gotta wrap this up. I gotta, yeah, I gotta figure out now what these characters are gonna and, do. And it's strange though because there's like there's a, some narration at the beginning of the movie, and then it's gone for like, like an hour thirty, an hour and thirty of the movie, and then the narrator comes back and just the way they they're showing like the time stamps of things showing too it's like I'm like it's just a weird thing to start throwing out now but again yeah. it's Tarantino I think just being himself and just pulling from every single thing that he's ever done and throwing it out there yeah. you know um there was a the tweet I was talking about earlier um, so what would we give it then uh I think for me it's a stream it stream it stream it stream it yeah, yeah. um I still like I Personally, I like this movie. Yeah, I just I like everything about it. I like the the year the yeah the, the year it takes place. I like the characters. My biggest thing is I wish you did more with this this acting uh, powerhouse that you had. Yeah. You had Leo. You had Brad. Margot Robbie. Uh, Margot Al Pacino. Ro- Al Pacino. Kurt and they Russell. Just, I don't know. I just I guess I had higher expectations and yeah. they just didn't hit it. Yeah, I think except I, I at the too. end, which was like, this is what we wanted. Like, here yeah. we go. Here yeah. we go. I, li- I liked it too. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I liked it because of Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. He he stole the show for me and I wanted to see more of him. So the tweet that I had, this is from C. Robert Car- Cargill, who who's, he actually started off doing reviews kind of like what we do. And then he's actually a writer. So he wrote Sinister. 
he wrote Doctor Strange. He's an author of a bunch of books as well, too. Um, he partners with Scott uh, Derrickson of Doctor Strange as well. So he wrote, It's important to distinguish between movies and cinema. Movies strive to either follow the rules or subvert them with the interest of maximizing the audience's enjoyment of the experience. Mm. Cinema strives to break the rules and make a point to create art. Audience be damned. A gr- truly great films manage to do both. So I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very much in the realm of cinema. Mm. And because I'm trying to think, like, would you say it's an entertaining movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Like there are definitely Bar the last aspects. Of ten it. minutes of the film, no, because I, I I think I was entertained because again I'm a Tarantino fan, right? So I was trying to entertain myself. But if I watch this again, I don't think I'd be entertained. Yeah. I right? knew like ten minutes in, it was like this is not what this is I a expected. slow burn. Yeah, and I was supposed to. I was. I thought I was gonna laugh because everyone says, yeah, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah. And I didn't laugh within ten minutes, fifteen minutes, or maybe I didn't get the jokes, or maybe it was just not meant for right. for. For us, yeah, it felt like it, it just, felt like it, it, he was he was laughing with his buddies, like you know, yeah. like, like Tarantino was with his big Hollywood, you know, friends. Like this is like a movie of them, yeah, because like yeah. this is like oh, like people who Get have it. that connection more, I guess, too. Like because obviously we love movies, we yeah. have a movie podcast, yeah. yeah. But there, I feel like it was almost like super high art at some points where it's like is this like him and his producer friends are like yeah oh i get it yeah, yeah, like, yeah remember yeah. this show or this yeah. movie and, I, and that's what oh, i'm saying i like, loved fbi yeah like yeah. tarantino is most most like self-indulgent yeah. humor even like having the batman theme in the credits i was like yeah I'm like this is just him just saying i'm gonna do whatever i want every time you by the way every time you say this is him at his most i yeah. always think of kill bill and this is me at my most masochist yeah right when he's about to shoot the bride <laughs> bill i bro- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Bang mm-hmm. bang! <laughs> Great movie. Great film. We're gonna get to that. Yeah. We're gonna get to that. Um, what else? What else? You guys watch this week? That's it. That's all I watched. That's all you watched, Damon. What did you watch? Uh, I watched this week from dusk till dawn, which is a movie by Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez. written by Tarantino. First were, time. Were you I about to say it. Robert Zemeckis? No, I was gonna oh. say Robert Rodriguez. I did <laughs> it like that. Um, it was good. Yeah. Uh, weird movie again. Tarantino loves his feats, oh, and yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was no short of feats in that movie as well. Yep. A lot of feet. Uh, finished The Crown, so season one, season two is finally done. Nice. Great think? series. Yeah. Super excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, especially now that Olivia Coleman is going to be the queen. Nice. The old, she plays the older queen. The older yeah. queen, which yeah. is strange. She's only 10 years older than Claire Foy, though. But they're going for a time jump there. Um, and I was watching a bit of, just again, testing out my TV. Mm-hmm. I was watching a bit of Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, which looks phenomenal in 4K. Damn. Yeah, that's good to hear. How about yeah. you, Shay? Uh, I watched a lot this week, actually. I yeah. watched uh, Anchorman. Damn. Um, not sure why my brother and I were just like, he's never seen it, so I said, let's just watch it. Oh, Anchorman. wow, okay. So Good stuff. He, he, I think, was getting the jokes. I don't, I don't know if he was. He was laughing, so I hope so. Uh, once upon a time, obviously, I went back to Westworld. Yeah? Yeah. Because uh, I want to try to finish that. I How watched, far did you get into it? I am now almost done season one. I think I have like a couple episodes. Are left. you enjoying it more this time around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I never. Okay. I never. I never. It's a strange movie. Yeah. Just, it's a strange show. I consider it a movie. Yeah. It's so yeah. Cool. I never it's didn't so... enjoy it. It was more that um, it's. This wasn't for you. No, it's not. Not even that. Actually, I, I think it is for me. It's just 
when I want to watch a show, I, especially when I'm eating or something, I just kind of want to watch something in the background. Yeah. When I'm watching this show, I have to pay so much attention yeah, for sure. that I'm just kind of like, because yeah. if I literally like blink and miss something, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, like, go back, go back. It's yeah. such now. a smart script. Very yeah. smart. And you have moment. to pay attention to what they're saying because you can get lost within. And like, it's also got this Groundhog Day element of it, yes. right? So like sometimes when you're watching something, you're like, okay, no, 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 this is the next day. So let's see how this reacts to that. And then it's just, there's so much you're, you're thinking about. Right. So uh, that's kind of why I'm a bit slower with it because I don't have that time as much. Like most of these movies and TV shows I can put on and just like eat dinner or just right. like be casual with it. Yeah. But yeah, Westworld, you got to really dedicate that time, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Batman vs. Superman, um, Kingsman. I put on Zombieland because of the trailer. Yep. And just the other night, I, uh, based on your recommendation, I watched Total Mumbai. What do you think of it? I'll be honest with you. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, did I recommend it? I, I said it well, was you, good, you, but I was you, heavy. You said it was it was good though, but heavy. Yes, yeah. one time watch kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Pakistan originally, yeah. and this film is about these Pakistani terrorists that right. go to um, India. And <clears throat> I remember this event extremely well because yeah. 2008. This happened. 2008. Yeah. Yes, my family was glued to the television. Like it was a big thing in the community. Like well, this was course. happening, and. We were just shocked to our core. It was disgusting. And while watching this film, it this is, I think, the only film ever to enact this much emotion out of me. I was very upset. My heart rate was going crazy. Um, I was just not in the mood. I didn't want to talk to anybody while watching this film. It made me very angry. Right. Wow. Um, it really evoked a lot of emotions out of me. And I don't know if I liked the film or didn't like the film. Right. Because for it to do that, that's a great thing. Right. But it I got also, an interaction Exactly. But I also think, though, that at some point it was a bit exploitative with the gratuitous the violence and that's that was my biggest problem with it as well too is that you told me that but i didn't believe and this thing like violence doesn't bother me in movies but the way it was shown because again this is a real events Mm. this is happened within our lifetime it's very close to us yeah it was Um, was like 10 years is not long not at all and when we when i was watching it i'm like it's almost uncomfortable it's super uncomfortable the way they show the they don't hide anything in this movie which again is depicting something realistic that happened yeah. and it's being faithful to that yeah but it's also like it it really put me on edge this movie like, right again i was the same as you i was just like this is very i'm very uncomfortable watching and i this. guess i guess for the director and the writers the way around it was none of the characters that we actually see in the movie are based on real like they're sorry they're not that there was never yeah, that character they, right? they i guess they embody stories that right. happened it's an alchemation of all these different right. characters like like for example, Army Hammer's character was like two or three people yeah. in one. And right. I guess they can get away with that, but right. then when you're watching it, I just felt like I don't know if this is glorifying it. Like it was a very weird line. It's and, a weird. It's a weird feeling. And right? I and I and I honestly didn't know how to feel. Plus, I think it when the end when it, there's a bit of a slow pace to it, and then when a, the a ending good slow for a bit. Right? Yeah, and, and then when just, the ending yeah. kind of comes in, it, it wraps up too neatly that I kind of wanted to know a little bit more. Right. Um, but yeah, overall. I don't know if I'd recommend it. I think you really got to be into that. If you're like, if you're curious, I guess of the event that took place, yeah, and you want to learn more about it, maybe this. You want to know why it took so long? This is this is a starting point. I think maybe to to look into it, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's a movie that I don't know to recommend to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like I said, it, it is the only film I think I've ever seen that had made me this emotional in, in right. terms of like the anger or the vibe that i was for sure yeah um so that's what we were watching this week for our topic of the show to have a crazy i guess segue into a more happier (laughs) discussion 
Uh, we're about, all about celebrating Tarantino this week, obviously. Once upon Good a time, Quentin. Good old Quentin. God, I've heard that so much. <laughs> <start. laughs> what are you doing? I was continuing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were like and the it tire was like, going flat. It was like, yeah, it was the, it was, I was slowing it down. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino, the T dot. The, the, the Good old Quentin. <laughs> That's not what we call him. <laughs> QT around here. QT, QT, QT. What a body of film. He has nine films, nine films, not including other things that he's, I guess, been Written, a part of produced. produced. It's crazy. Nine films over how many years? 25 years 25 almost. Years, yeah. yeah. Reservoir Dogs came out in what? 92, 91. 91. I think. Yeah. yeah. And here we are. 92. Now, I, so we have a couple questions that I want to get to. Sakshi writes in and she says, who is your favorite Quentin Tarantino character and why? She didn't specify if this is a character that Tarantino has to play or a character in one of his movies. I would, I would assume someone that he's written. Someone that he's written. Yeah. So, so I'm going to throw it to you, Shay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's got to be uh, Oren Ishii oh. from uh, Kill Bill. Damn. And the reason why is Lucy Liu, A, kills it, literally, in this role. <laughs> um, also, that ba- that whole uh, flashback backstory sequence that's animated. Yeah. Um, what a great reveal. And she's one of those characters that when she was fighting the bride, I didn't know who to root for, you know? Like I, as much as I wanted the bride to kill Oren Ishii, yeah. I also almost sympathized with of Oren course. Ishii, and I also just loved how she was and who she was. That I was so intrigued in her um, partner Gogo Yuburi. Also, just very very cool. Like that whole character dynamic that they had. So have. cool. So I I really enjoyed. It. I think she's probably my favorite Tarantino character. Favorite. How about you, um, Anthony? Um, Uma Thurman's character. Beatrix Kiddo, Beatrix a.k.a. Kiddo. Black, the Bride. The Bride, a.k.a. Black Mamba. Black Mamba. Black Mamba. A.k.a. Cody Bryant. <laughs> a.k.a. It's another Kill Bill character. L.A. Lakers. A.k.a. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was, she's, like, I always go back to her character in Kill Bill. It's just so well. So well written. So well written. Um, I just, I just, everything about her. She's this mom who's, an assassin who's trying to get her kid and she'll do anything to get and she played that off so well you believe it too yeah Yeah. and it was a time where uma thurman wasn't like known like she wasn't popular as much as not as much as the 90s right yeah right so it's like this rejuvenation of herself as well yeah Yeah. uh but yeah her character was so great and i love that her character was a creation of both quentin and her yeah like they came up with that idea i think like on the set of like pulp fiction i think so yeah right and they like started developing that and working on it, and they finally made it uh, a reality. And again, we have a question here from Derek. So D- Derek's from Montreal, and he writes, Do you consider Kill Bill to be one or two movies? I enjoy both films, but for different reasons. I love the incredible fight scenes in Volume 1, while I love the storyline in Volume 2, specifically with respect to the Bride and Bill's surprisingly touching relationship. As an additional question, do you have a preference between the two volumes? I'm a big fan of your podcast, and thanks for reading my question. Thank you so much, Derek, for thanks writing so much, in. Derek. That's thank a really you. nice question. Thank you, thank you. Um, I consider one movie. Yep. Mm. It's one movie, one giant yep. movie. I think that's how he 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 it. shot he it. Wanted, yeah. I guess shot it, is one. The first trailer for the series was a trailer for both movies, or right. the one movie. Um, I think it was because it was so long they couldn't do a four-hour stint. Yeah. In a theater. No, they couldn't. Uh, and I mean, there's also even I think a longer cut, right? The whole bloody affair. The whole where, bloody affair, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think of it as as two movies, but almost like if you look at a one, sorry, sorry I think it was the one movie, sorry, where the second half 
is where the film takes a bit of a tonal shift and goes a little bit different. Yeah, it feels um, more Western, more... Way uh, more Western. More drama-focused. Yes, whereas the first half is really, you know, Japanese-based. Right. Yeah. Um, do I have a preference? Volume 1. Yeah, yeah. Volume 1. Volume 1 is uh, is the the easier watch of the two easily. Yeah. And it, it's one that I've I've watched more. Yeah. Just because I've just put it on and watched it. And, and you like, can just watch that. Yeah. That's it. You're good. You and know? you're okay just watching that. Yeah. But I, I love... Same with Derek saying here. Like, I love two for those a bit more character moments yep for her seeing bill and seeing her kid for the first time and just like i love those moments that come from two yeah um two i think for me two had one of the best like dual sequences with her and bill with her and um oh, cottonmouth. Uh, cottonmouth. Cottonmouth? Yeah. cottonmouth yeah cottonmouth yeah in the um, in the trailer, in the trailer, my like, God, that's with the, the eye, eye. Ooh, when she steps on it. Yeah, and it was that camera that overlooked the the, the whole yeah. desert. Uh. I think it was like right above the actual uh, trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is and you just following him going from one to room. Was it, was room. It, it was in two also when she's in the coffin, right? Yeah, two yeah. yeah she's coffin, trying yeah, to break she's and like, yeah, and you get all the stuff too. Yeah. Uh, the pie may and pie may. Yeah, pie may is like great. You know, you gotta. The beard flip. Yeah. She's like, so I can't cool. use my, you know, my hands because they're so broken. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. Use the chopsticks or don't eat at all. Yeah. And it was just like, like so it's good. so good. Kill Bill yeah. is so good. We want another Kill series. Bill. Do you guys think we'll see three? I mean, there's been rumblings again. Anytime there's a Tarantino movie coming out, yeah, somebody it, it asks comes him out, right? three. If you think he's going to do ten films, I don't know if I want three to... Well, actually, I wouldn't mind three to be his, his end. Because every direct... Well, not every director, but... But uh, would 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 that major, count though? Major director, uh, well, would that count as like a tenth film? Yeah, yeah. But like, He's like usually no, no, no. a we director doesn't release yeah. it. <laughs> has that that movie that they make three times? Yeah, Tarantino hasn't made a movie uh, three times yet. He's yeah. made it twice, so maybe this is maybe. like that. Yeah, this is the third act or third movie trilogy that he's actually finished i would love that's also is one of his most accessible films too yeah, yeah. Right? Like i would for most people i would say like from his most accessible <laughs> films for me like kill bill obviously django and inglorious mm-hmm. i think because they're the most straightforward stories yes. that he's given um do you guys uh, so not including kill bill now because we've spoken about it a bunch what are other your favorite tarantino films or quotes or moments anything oh pulp fiction pulp fiction yeah. like that was my first like intro to Tarantino. Yeah, I saw Pulp Fiction first before Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir for Dogs, me, it was yeah. yeah, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and then it went to Jackie Brown. Really? And every kid had a poster of Pulp Fiction. In, yeah, in yeah, their, in their locker, you know, hundred percent. And everyone said to me like, "You gotta watch Pulp Fiction." Pulp, like you would overhear people All talking about it, and you would see that that CD cover art. I remember my brother had a CD cover for. Um, the soundtrack and yeah. it was Uma Thurman with that haircut, like smoking the cigarette on the bed. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And iconic. Like, yeah. That posters like, I, and then it was when, in everyone's room. And then when I had, when I got older, I had a job. I bought the DVD, and yeah. it was like, wow, what was I missing? Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. that introduced me to Reservoir Dogs, and Reservoir Dogs had that great opening dialogue about yeah. Madonna and, and like tipping, and, yeah, and, and the thing, and uh, it was yeah, just like yeah. it was very pop culture based. And, yeah, and that's and that's I think Tarantino's strong suit is that he loves bringing pop culture into his discussions of things. Yeah. Um, and I kind I think that's what I missed a little bit of the writing in once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah. because there was pop culture in it, but it was from that time period, obviously. Yeah. Right. Where I kind of missed it when it was a bit closer to us. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, I think Inglorious may be my favorite Tarantino movie. I think it is for me too. For me, it's going to be Kill Bill. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just have more of a connection to Kill Bill than Inglorious. It's such a toss up for me. Like I, I when I watch Kill Bill, I'm like, no, this is my favorite. But then when I think about it as a whole, Inglorious, it just Oh, it just it's so good. Like there's so many characters he introduces randomly that leave a lasting impression. Yeah. Michael Fassbender's characters in uh, not much of the film, but when he is, yeah, he's so memorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Mike, Michael Myers is in that, or Mike Myers, Mike Myers in the movie, yeah. not Michael Myers. Michael Myers. No, <laughs> no, he's looking for Laurie. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, like you have Brad Pitt, I think in one of his best performances ever. Yeah. I, I, I love Christoph Waltz. I think this is, this is the movie that introduced the world to Christoph yeah. Waltz as well too. Yeah. Playing like the, true. the Jew hunter, they call him. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, incredible performance and that opening the opening scene alone in Inglorious Bastards and I'll never forget the first time occupied France you know like the first time I watched it that's one of the first times I remember being genuinely scared watching something I, that was yeah. one of the most uncomfortable moments in a film you know like I was like I don't I was so scared and the reveal when you see people hiding <coughs> underneath the, the floorboards yeah. I'm like this is I, I just unreal and then he follows that movie up with Django, which is again another phenomenal movie. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leo. It's weird seeing Leo not on the in the first position on a poster, right? Yeah. So like I just it goes to show how well respected Quentin is to have Leo being like, Yeah, I'm usually the starring act in a movie, but I'm going to be the third build character in it, yeah. right? You know what's what's one of the things about Once Upon a Time that also kinda of bummed me out? Tell me. In in, in Tarantino films, no one is safe. But in Once Upon a Time, it felt like everyone was safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody died in it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like, really, like, there's just no imminent threat it felt for yeah. them. So um, that kind of bummed me out because in all his films, like, everyone dies. And that's, like, the best part about it almost. Right. Uh, I'm thinking back to Inglorious Bastards. And literally everyone does die in that, too. And it's it's amazing. Ingl- yeah, Inglorious. Almost everyone. Almost yeah. everyone dies. Django. Like, Diane Kruger's character. Yeah. Like, dies classbender is dead dead um yeah Django as well too a bunch of most of the characters die in it um and then you look at hateful eight pretty much everybody dies in it so yeah like you kind of miss that that sense of like oh these people are in danger right now yeah Yeah, because you never really felt like there was a bunch of danger there yeah my gosh what a what a filmography he has yeah he does what are your favorite quotes though Ooh. I, i would say one of my favorite scenes is when this is for Kill Bill when Uma finds um, Hotori Hanzu and yeah. he's doing sushi and that yeah, whole dialogue scene between her. You say arigato. Yeah, like we, we say arigato. So good. And then the whole like dynamic shift. The 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 the, the gopher that is Hotori Hanzu's like sidekick. He's like, like watching the drama in the back. Yeah, yeah. And he, the, just the banter between all of them is yeah. so good. Yeah, and then Reservoir great. Dogs, that opening sequence is just great. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many. I think probably one of my favorite, I guess, monologues in his movie. It's not he didn't even direct this movie, but in True Romance, mm. um, yeah, uh, Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken uh, has an incredible speech that he gives in that movie. Just look up Christopher about uh, Sicilians, about Sicilians, <sighs> and, and Anthony, uh, Anthony specifically. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um he's just it's just incredible also bill's uh monologue to beatrix and in, in volume two about yeah. superman yeah um it's just tarantino is just incredible with his dialogue and he's just he's just 
you instantly could recognize when he's written something. Yeah. Like, you just know it's him. And it's just, that's such a, a unique thing. And I think when we're looking at directors of the last 30, 25, 30 years, Tarantino stands out the most. Like, I like, there, like at least for me, like, he's just, he's so iconic that even if you're not a fan of his films, you know who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's that one director that you always hear about. You always hear about. And he always, only has nine films. It's crazy. That's you know? so weird to think. He has a legacy. He has crazy. such a legacy, yeah. And people will always, like, reckon, like, people will know, like, oh, this is from Pulp Fiction. Like, people, again, like, if you haven't seen it, you know what Pulp Fiction is. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know what Ezekiel 2517. Yeah. Like, you know what that speech is going to yeah. be, right? Um, what what kind of movie would you want him to do next, though? <sighs> again, not including volume uh, Kill Bill Volume yeah, 3. Yeah, if we take that out of the equation right now, Ooh, what would you want? Like, what, I don't want him to do, like, or? I don't want him to do any, like, sci-fi films. Well, he's, so no he, franchise he, He's films, going right? to, apparently, he wrote a Star Trek movie, right? If we yeah. see that, who knows? Right. Uh, I would I would like to see another, like, a gangster. Yeah. I like, just want to see him go crazy action again. I kind of, yeah. like, I've missed that a little bit, with, especially with Once Upon a Time, right? I just missed that. That I'm just going to go crazy action here, yeah. and I and I want to see him kind of go back to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to do sci-fi. No, I want him to do like what he's known for, like a noir type of gangster flick with a lot of you know sketchy people, sketchy in it. people yeah. in it. Um, There's actually even like a into... like a heist film. Yeah, you know, but like something with a lot of action. Yeah, and because he does, I think he does well with when he takes all these different. John, like comedy, action, right. drama, and he ties it all together. With Once Upon a Time, it just felt. I didn't even feel. I don't think it was that funny. It wasn't. It was, I wouldn't say it's really a comedy. Don't like there are some. Com- I don't even know what to call. It. Like what is a drama? It's not even a drama. There yeah. is comedic moments, it's, but it's, it's Tarantino. Not, He's his own genre. It's a lighthearted drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, lighthearted drama. Yeah. yeah. This ties. In, this question actually ties into uh, Shiraz wrote in, and he says, "If you could have the opportunity to direct a film with Tarantino." What type of movie would it be, and what would it be about? Ooh. I I mean, uh, yeah, I kind of want anything to saying. I want to do a heist film with them, because I heist think that would be cool. a lot of fun. We would write great dialogue, great yeah. monologues, with just yeah, these that, moments. That heist moments like, like, yeah. just like, and the film would, I, I feel like I would like it to take primarily in the bank or like wherever they're whatever they're stealing from. Right. I almost kind of wanted to be like maybe like an art museum or something. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Almost like a reverse of Reservoir Dogs because yes. you look at Reservoir Dogs, it's like the setup. Yeah. And then after, but you never really see what the happened, heist. Yeah. But if I could, but if he does it where you actually see the heist and you see these moments mm-hmm. happening, I think there could be some really cool moments I in think that so for too. sure. I do not want to see another like cowboy western no more westerns no more westerns yeah he's done so many he's done you know django Django. and gloria uh sorry django um hateful eight hateful eight two i guess volume two some 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 western Western feels to it you know that's like i guess like a little bit i'm I'm just saying like that was his stepping stone to go yeah Yeah. even this movie had like oh yeah this was also pretty western leo's character plays a western cowboy cowboy he loves westerns yeah the spaghetti westerns you know either do a Friggin' Kill Bill like slash Western, yeah, like a almost like a anime style modern Japanese samurai He's samurai here, who embodies a cowboy. Yeah, would you guys watch that? Who, yeah, then, I don't even know what you said anymore. But it sounds but cool. I'll, I'll it sounds cool. So instead of a gun, he has a samurai sword, and it's a heist film. 
I would love to see him do an animated cool. movie, beginning to end. An Just animated movie? An animated film, beginning to end... Uh, like make it like an anime or like a manga style, like this whatever yeah. that was in Kill Bill Volume One yeah. with Ornishi. Like, give me that, but like a full feature. Or give me film. an or Orenishi. Uh, Orenishi. Like, well, we've already got her. Yeah. Sorry, but oh like, no, but yeah. just like something. Yeah, I think yeah. he could do a really cool animated film. Like, I mean, David Fincher did that. Was love, it love sex, sex and, and robots? robots. Yeah. And it's like that's very much his style. But I would love to see Tarantino do something very. And he's not going to end at ten. No, I don't that. think so. That's just like that's just like hype. He was saying what eight in the beginning I think, and then one ten. Yeah, we're like, ten. what is he gonna like, do after ten? 10 movies? That guy so. is so he's young too. He's only fifty six, yeah. fifty five, fifty six, and he's so in love with film. What yeah. is he gonna do? Gonna, I can't see him. I can't right? see him stepping mm. away. Or he'll maybe he'll step away and do producing and writing stuff, and then come back see, yeah. and build up his like, oh, I'm back now. Like this was so good. I have this to is my eleventh film. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Do you think his writing was better when he was younger or older? Uh, I think past, so here's the thing with his writing, his writing style, I don't think has changed much in terms of how he writes characters. I just think that his way of directing may have changed more because like, like when you look at his nineties films in the early two thousands, like it's very much, it feels like he is that I'm working in a video store and I'm making these movies. Yes. And when he started doing Kill Bill, Django and Inglorious, these feel, feel more like films i don't work at the video store anymore now i I I am a director i'm a director and now when we're looking at once upon a time and um hateful eight it has all the elements of his other movies there's still no denying that they are tarantino movies i just i just don't feel like he has the that i guess that hunger of this is my movie let me just let me make it its best form rather he makes it super long where you're looking at Hateful Eight and looking at Once Upon a Time, you could easily shave 45 minutes off those movies and have a better film. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Have a more entertaining movie where now he's just kind of doing his own thing and just making whatever he wants, right? right? right like right. if Once Upon a Time was a, a series of four episodes or something... Well, he wanted to initially be a novel. Like that's what he was yeah. writing it as. And then at the end, he's like, no, I'll make it into a movie. I think it would have been great as a novel. Once Upon a Time? Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It just It just has like... The setup of a novel, just like Hateful Eight has the thing of a, being a play, yeah. you know. So like, I just feel like those are movies that I think he could just really start trimming down his stuff and have. We haven't even results. we haven't even touched on one of the biggest things though. Tell me, what is your favorite soundtrack of a Tarantino film? Ooh, Ooh. oh man, uh, I've been listening to this soundtrack, mm-hmm. and it's they base it off almost like a radio broadcast yeah, yeah. with all the you know <clears throat> the the jives of that era. Yeah, yeah. And how they talked, and like, there's, there's like, there's this one, there's one part of this soundtrack where it's like, there's a, a school reunion, and it, one of the, the guy, the announcer's like, we're gonna see if Janie's baby's baby fat is still with her. It's like <laughs> these little, it's just it's very cool. nostalgic. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. cool. He makes it, he makes it feel like it's a real world, right? But so what's your favorite one? Though? Kill Bill. Okay. Kill and Bill's my favorite song yet. in Kill Bill is "The Lonely Shepherd." Yeah. My dad loves that. My dad, I, my dad, I like he'll pick me up sometimes and they'll be listening to that. I'm like, okay, the Lonely Shepherd. Yeah, he oh, loves it. I, he I love it. That's it. like yeah. my when I'm when I finish off with everything in this life, I want it to go out to the Lonely Shepherd. Okay, that sounded more biblical than I think it should have. Yeah, damn. But I like it. Okay, it's dope. when what I'm done you? with my time here on planet Earth, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Django. Yeah, so only because Django has some great. Um, 
licensed music, but also me, he has some original music in there, too. He gave me Tupac, and he gave me James Brown together. Oh, my God. You put those two together. It's amazing. Unreal. And you have and John also, Legend in there yeah, as well, too. And uh, Rick Ross. Rick and Ross. Rick Ross. Like, it is... Uh, and the it, music was also inspired in, or done by... Um, oh, my God. The... Spaghetti Western and Ennio Marcone. That's it. Yeah, Ennio Marcone. Well, he's a bit. He's a huge um, hip hop um, listener. Really? Oh, eh? No, yeah. I don't know. I, just... <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, yeah, he's Tarantino like nine years borrowed old, so I just... music from it, and then part. he scored a he scored a Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah. He won his first hateful. Academy Award. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, he should have won it many times before. Many times oh, before. easily. Yeah, but yeah, he's just. Tarantino with the music, yeah, like we're only talking about it now. That just goes to show how many layers he has to his movies, and like he's just in the league of his own. You know, he's his own genre. He is. Yeah, he is his own genre. That's that's yeah. his own genre. He's his own genre. But I think his favorite genre is westerns. Sp- spaghetti westerns. Hundred oh, percent. He, he like, loves them. There's he no loves doubt. spaghetti westerns. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, make a spaghetti western that's like a, spaghetti western. a kung fu film. Well, do you think with the news that we had a couple weeks ago of Django Zorro crossover, mm-hmm. can you oh, see him yes. coming back for that? 100%. I would love to see him. I, I would for that. He would do really good with that. Yeah, cuz he like, would love doing that. It's one thing to be a producer or a writer on it, but to have like him directing it would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would love to see him handle Zorro like that. I concur. Any final thoughts on Tarantino week? It's now coming to an end. No. We'll we'll see what happens we'll see. in the next couple of months yeah. cuz we'll probably hear something. Hopefully. Now, like us here at the movie podcast, we'll be taking some time off in the latter half of August. So mm-hmm. stay yep. tuned for our official dates of what days will be off. We will still have content coming out those weeks, though. We're going to have some best of moments and recaps that we'll be sharing to the podcast feeds as well, yeah. too. So yep. stay tuned for that. Uh, again, if you want to be part of the show, write into thistimewith.com slash talk. We've been getting so many people writing in when we love it. We love hearing from you and uh, reading what you have to say and being part of the show. You also changed the format of our YouTube as well. Yes. So we're now releasing just little segments versus the whole episode. Yeah. So it's a bit easier to watch. And we have a new angle this week. We're going to try out, see if this works. Try out this angle so yeah. you can see my face you and not my back. Ah, maybe it's not my back this time, but I don't know. We'll maybe. We've been getting a lot of side profile because I've been looking yeah. at Anthony more. Uh, but that was this time with the movie podcasts. And we'll see you next. <laughs>